I feel that. Nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. You're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening on the most experimental station in the whole wide nation. I'm your host, Abdullah Ma'awali, with you till 9 p.m. this evening. I'm very excited about today's show because I got a guest that I've been meaning to talk to on a one-to-one basis and my excuse is, hey, come to the radio show <laughs> so I can learn from her. Her name, you may know her, she's Wondrous, a.k.a. Fatma Mirza. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me and saying yes. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you because I, I wasn't sure that you're going to say yes. And the reason is... I'm not used to seeing you in public settings talking. And I wonder if that's intentional. Because, mashallah, you're very talented. You produce a lot. You're in Thank the you. scene, be it music scene or filmmaking scene. And so the opportunities are there, I'm sure, to talk publicly. And yet, you haven't been talking publicly much. But here you are. I guess I wasn't ready to talk before. Yeah? Maybe... Um At the time, I needed to develop myself internally and find a way to show it externally. And here I am trying that. What has changed that you feel like now you can? Um, my confidence. Yeah. In what I'm doing and what I'm making, what I'm talking about, who I am. Right. All of that. Well, I want to play one of your songs. Um, I picked a Dreamer. Is that a good selection? Am I? Yeah, I think so. Thank you. 
That was Dreamer by you, Wondrous. Yes, that was the first track I made for my uh, 2021 EP that、okay. I released last year. And how many did you make in 2021? Seven songs. Nice. Yeah. One all of, different. W- sorry, go ahead. That's all I want to say. <laughs> Salas, I'm done. <laughs> okay,、um, we met for the first time. We were trying to recall this. It was at Curate about three or four years ago. Yes, in Maud, the first venue of Curate. Yes. Where that... we had also the screening of Melanin, which was.、Uh, <gasps> yes. Yeah, the, the women empowerment music video. Which... Could you describe it? Describe the, the whole thing, you mean? Yeah, r- roughly. Yeah. What was it? Well, it was a video. Yes, it was a video、mm. that I worked on with a director called Fatma Al Ali.、Mm. And basically, we just had an idea that we wanted to make a video to show that women don't have certain places that they fit into. They can be anything they want. And they can also、um, have some sort of duality in what they do, which is like encompassing. The stereotypically feminine aspects and also other things that are stereotypically seen as more masculine.、Mm. Um, so, we wanted to do that and show the kind of paradox、um, in, in a woman's life and kind of highlight certain experiences.、Um, I don't know how to explain it, but like one of, one of the, the characters that we created for the video,、mm. um, it was actually played by my mom. And、no way. Yeah, what we did was、uh, she, she's like a woman who works at an office.、Mm-hmm. So we shot her leaving the office,、um, walking to the car, and then the car has some kind of malfunction. So she has to go and check the car and like fix the car herself and stuff like that. So, kind of like a mechanic or just knowing stuff about cars. Right.、Um, just kind of breaking these stereotypes. You know, another one was.、Uh, A girl who's kind of a blogger or a vlogger. She likes to do all these social media stuff, but at the same time, she is,、uh, you know, a, a black belt in Taekwondo,、mm. stuff like that. So it was just to show that women can be everything that they want to be, and, and there's no limits to it. And it doesn't have to be in a way that's provocative, even just. Yeah. It's crazy how it seems like a. An instinctual idea, you know, it's not a crazy idea, but it's crazy how that's such a revolutionary thing、yes. to say that. <laughs> yes, it, it really is. Like,、um, it's just normal that we're all the same, <laughs> we're all equal. Yeah. We all have different interests and hobbies, and, you know, human to human, there's no such thing as your, your gender is this, so you're supposed to be this, or.、Mm. Any of that kind of thing. Have you always、um, found these matters、um, to be something that you're drawn to, perhaps from, based on your own experience? Or... Yes, definitely, from my own experience. Just being、uh, growing up in Oman、hmm. and going to、um, government school also. I lived in Nizwa from grade 7 to grade 12. No way. Yeah, so that was an entirely different experience from being here in Muscat. How was that? Uh, in the beginning, it was a culture shock, but I learned how to、um, get on with, with the people there. They're great people. It's just we have different ideas, I think, of、um, how to navigate life. How to exist. How to exist, <laughs> yes. So I went there, had to wear a scarf for 
the whole time since I was in grade seven. That was a bit of a shock to me because mm. in Muscat that wasn't a thing. But it also made me understand a lot of things religiously that I didn't understand before, which was an interesting exploration. Mm. And it also gave me a lot of discipline to be there. So I appreciate it as an experience and I appreciate everybody that I met there. It was just a complete different environment from what I was used to well, before what, that. What, brought, what got you there? I was just a troubled child. Uh-huh. So um, my dad used to work uh, at the police academy in Nizwa. Oh. And my mom lived here. So I used to live with my mom growing up uh, at my grandma's house. And then, yeah, af- after grade six, I was just a troubled child growing up. I used to do a lot of things, mashakil at school. Please, the best ones. <laughs> I want a curated list. <laughs> uh, one that I remember is like in grade three or four, mm. I was in Abda'a. And we had a mixed class. So there was one side that the girls sat in and one side where the boys would sit. Hmm. So every time the, the teacher would turn around to write on the board, we would throw, we would cut up these rubbers, you know, the erasers, the eraser, yeah. and just throw them at each other. And we got caught so many times. And uh, once we were in brick and the guy started throwing rocks at us. Oof. And we we're just like, what are we supposed to do? Like, what do you mean you're throwing rocks at us? That's, <laughs> that's crossing the line, bro. Yeah, that's <laughs> really crossing the line. It hurts. And then they went to the teachers and they complained that we started it. So we got into trouble. And I was always like the person who um, the principal would call and be like, what are you doing? You are influencing all these kids and stuff like that. Why would she pinpoint you? I guess uh, growing up, I was kind of uh, seen as bossy as a kid because I was uh, loud and outspoken as I am now. <laughs> I think. Are you are you loud? Yeah, I think so. It's just uh, I, for a long I time, I think I was silent because of my childhood. My childhood kind of was so loud. And then, you know, with experiences, people kind of keep telling you that, you know, like you're so loud, you're so aggressive, you're intimidating, you're all of that. So it starts to get to you to the point where you're like, how am I supposed to carry myself mm. if I'm not going to carry myself in the natural way that I know how to? And so the alternative is I'll just keep silent. Yeah, it was more of a psychological thing. It was an internal thing. And I didn't realize how bad it got until a point where I was like, is this even just who I am? You know, it's just, am I just someone who's silent all the time? Am I not going to be able to keep up with conversations or mm. or talk to people? You know, like someone would ask me a question, but I would not know how to answer you. Mm-hmm. When you ask me the question, even if I know the answer, you know? And the reason would be, like, why wouldn't you know how to answer even if you know the answer? I think it's just piled up things from the past yeah. that got to the point where I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Did you feel a sense of, um, I guess, worry of being judged in, or maybe not feeling like smart enough? Is that a thing? Uh, subconsciously, I feel like, yes, judgment is a big factor because growing up, I was bullied a lot. People made fun of me for even this music thing that I'm doing, you know, because uh, I used to write rap music when I started. No way. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, you little kids trying to like be a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god, I would have loved to see that. <laughs> I can, like I have, I can't imagine, especially with your style of music now. Yeah. I would describe it as very ethereal. Uh, there is a certain tone that you use with your voice. Um, I don't know if there is a word for it, but it's not. It's not like ah, you know, it's not loud. It's it's almost like there's a um, um, a hiss or there's it's a softness to it. Yeah, it's been described as melancholic. Yeah, and yeah. I'm a huge melancholy fan. Like I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me either. <laughs> yeah, if I'm a fan of the music, you create the music. So imagining you as like a rapper, please tell me you remember at least one thing. <laughs> Even if I did, I wouldn't tell you, man. <laughs> that would be amazing. I but, feel... but I'll come back with some rap lines. Don't worry about it. You, you're saying this on air, you promise? Yes, yes. Ah. Some, some uh, rap lines are coming, definitely. Oh, wow. Are you going to rap it in your style or are you going like, to go more traditional hip-hop? Like? Um, what do you mean? You know, like your style, the more like melancholy, soft, right? Uh, which I think would be an interesting approach to go about rapping, actually. Um, or you're gonna go like, yo, 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 it's Chase and Bubba you. Yeah, the second <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, then I guess the uh, when did you get into music? When did that start for you? Oh, for as long as I can remember, really. I started uh, dancing actually when I was maybe five or four, hmm. and I used to break dance. Oh wow! Yeah, so that was what I was interested in initially, and I used to watch. So you think you can dance and be all into all of these kind of things and want to be a dancer, um, and then that kept going for a while. I used to choreograph some dances with my cousins, and we would show our family during Eid. Mm-hmm. We'd have like this whole kind of party <laughs> with with some some rugs and some fabrics, and we'll make a tent and. Wow. We have seating and we'll uh, make a choreography to like dancing to a plot of digital or something. <laughs> <laughs> Space tune tracks. What kind of dance are we talking about here? Uh, you know, cartwheels and like a whole choreography, really. <laughs> I'll show you sometime maybe when I find the videos because I want to find these videos and make a collection of all the things from back then. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, around 12 years old, 13, you know, that's when I started becoming a woman, as they call it. Mm. Uh, my family had some kind of uh, disagreements with me continuing to dance. Mm. And I had to find a different outlet or a different way to interpret the same kind of expression. Because I always was the kind of kid or the kind of person who needs some kind of outlet to express mm. um, what I'm feeling, what I'm going through that doesn't have any relation to any other person or right. attached to any other person. So, um, yeah, that's when I started writing rap lines. Mm. And back then I used to listen to a lot of rap music and hip-hop music, and that's what I was influenced by. Interesting. So it started being something like that, um, and then slowly developed into uh, a deeper interest in music. Uh, I used to... I don't know if Google existed back then, but and like lyrics, you know, websites with lyrics, but I used to listen to songs and keep playing them on repeat just to write the lyrics down wow. so that I can memorize the song. Like um, Mario's Let Me Love You. Mm. Um, so that was a, a development because there I started to pay attention to what they're actually saying in the music. And I started writing as well. 
And then around 14, I started playing guitar, learning the chords and just teaching myself whatever I can. Uh, and then at some point when I was 16, 17, I got bored of that. I wanted to make actual full music and uh, a full track, a full production, and I didn't know how to. So I just got myself a MacBook and started messing around with GarageBand. Nice. And even the EP that I made was GarageBand, and I just got... Uh, you know, a better software now. What, what are you on now? I got Logic Pro. Yay, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> it's about time, It's really. about time, yeah. Yeah, it has much better sounds. Mm. So, yeah, that's when I started making, like, instrumentals. I would listen to different songs and try to imitate what they're doing. Right. And just listening to where the snare is and where the drum is and kind of create, recreating that, making renditions of that. Hmm. So if you go on my SoundCloud, you can find some old renditions that I did when I was just trying to learn how to produce or make. Oh, maybe we'll find that. I don't know if we can pull it off. <laughs> you brought it on yourself. I don't mind. Yeah? You know, the things that are there, I'm not very embarrassed about. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Like you shouldn't actually be, because there's nothing better than seeing the growth in the yes. journey like it's amazing seeing when something is not so good and then how it progressed over time right yeah it's nice to look over and just see how far I've come yeah and I want to go on a quick break I want to play one of your songs it's called Fear of Death um, anything you would like to tell us about the song before we play it um, just want to say that my music is a reflection of my own experiences and my own thoughts that go inside my head hmm. um this EP is very special to me because it's really my debut EP and I put my heart and soul into it and I think I will develop more and do do different stuff in the future hmm. but this one will always be a special one this song also I wish I could leave my worries behind but they're always a step
وين رايح؟ حاضر هاو دو يو سبيل ذات؟ اتش او اتش او دبليو تي اتش اي شاور اوت حاوضه حاوضه You see how casual the situation is here? <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's pretty chill. Well, thank you. If I feel I feel like if it was a visual show, maybe the, this casualness would make more sense because people can see me on my phone and stuff. But I'm very self-conscious about the idea because we, we are talking about it here at the station. I probably shouldn't be mentioning this, but whatever. Ain't nobody listening. <laughs> we, we, we are considering doing visual radio. And uh, I think this show lends itself well to visual radio because it's just two people or three or four people just talking. Yeah, I mean, you can set up a camera anywhere here and yeah, just make it visual. However, that will require me showing my face. And I feel like now there's this, an- this other thing that I have to think about, you know? I feel like you just have to ignore it, man. Like, it's not there. Ain't nobody watching, yeah. Yes. <laughs> ain't nobody watching, ain't nobody listening, ain't nobody here. <laughs> ain't nobody here, it's just me and myself. Actually, I do have days where it's, it's a show like that, it's like no one's in. And I used to enjoy it as a challenge, but I realized very quickly that I prefer the shows where I have guests. I love talking to people and me just doing it on my own and trying to figure out what to say. Uh-uh. Yeah, what is that like? It's like putting up a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. <laughs> I feel because like, I experimented with different ways of going about it. The standard way, which everybody does, it's it's honestly, it requires the least creativity, but it doesn't mean it's not good. It could be really good, mm-hmm. is links. You link to songs. Like, this song played last, maybe say a fact or two about it, and then this song plays next. That's what, خلاص. You did your job, right? You know? No offense to... All the amazing RJs out there, I'm just saying. But uh, all I'm saying is, I, I, you know, doing this, this is the thing that requires the least preparation and the least work. You just read the title of the song. Hopefully, you know a fact about it. Mm-hmm. And then up next, we got the next song, right? But this then, is great, though. This is connecting everybody with each other. You know, Oman is such a small community. We're, we're a family. And I feel like we need to just start recognizing that we're a family. You mean what exactly? I mean, Oman as a whole, you know, mm. we all know each other. We're all yeah. connected one way or another. Your friend is my friend somehow, yeah. you know, your cousin is my cousin. colleague. Or, yeah, cousin, or you know, and we just need to get with that, you know, the status quo, the real one yeah. and connect with each other and support each other. And we can all rise up together as as a family, truly, because yeah. whether we like it or not, we all know each other. We are all connected. Yep. Whether you don't like somebody and you don't see them for a whole year, you will run into them one day and you're going to have to deal with your stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, you have to pretend like everything's normal and you're not panicking inside. <laughs> <laughs> you're just doing your thing like, oh, you're, I didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? Why do we do this? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. It's all love. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're such a small community, like... The the only the best way forward is all love and showing support. You cut off one person, you cut off half the country. Literally, <laughs> literally. You know what I mean? Um, I want to continue down your journey of uh, music a little longer before we transition to your other journeys, Michelle. Lai, Annie. 
Um, sure. and, and I feel like those other journeys in filmmaking and production, those are much less known of you, or at least they're much much less public, yani, because it's you're doing it for your you're doing it, you know, it's not like you're in the forefront of it. But yeah, you, it's more yeah. of like uh, professionally, and I kind of just fell into it. Um, actually, let's just jump into it. Tell me about it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so. What happened actually is when I was in the UK, I was studying architectural engineering and I was, I didn't even know if I liked it. I was just there because that's what you do. You know, you leave and you study engineering. <laughs> um, so that's how it started. But then the more I stayed there, the more I realized that I was just getting very depressed and just not into it at all. Mm. That's when I got into the music even more because I had time where I was skipping classes mm. and not attending. And that just helped kind of soothe me because it's kind of my center, you know, it's music is just there molded into it. Um, anyway, so then I completed five years there. I was on my final year and I just felt like I couldn't do it. And I decided I'll come five back to Five years? Oman. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time until you realize, you know. I mean... Because I was trying to push through it, you yeah. know, the whole time. I'm like, oh, it's just second year. Okay, I'll get through and then I'll, I'll, I'll make it to third year. And then I got stuck on third year, mm. which was the final year. Um, and I did that twice. And I then see. I came back to Oman. I was like, I'll just do my exams from here. Sorry, where was that again? Leeds in the UK. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I came back to Oman and I was thinking I'll do the exams. But every time, the thing is... Uh, I went through a lot from 2014. My brother passed away then and I was already in, in uni at the time. And that really shook me to my core. Um, so from then on, I kind of started shedding all of these layers that weren't real, that I thought were me. And uh, it just kept on happening until I came back to Oman. And when I wanted to do my exams and all, every time I think about these exams or preparing to it, for it, I would just get so anxious and I would just not be able to do much. I was struggling with my mental health at the time as well. Mm. Um, so I came back, uh, I tried to prepare and do that, it didn't work out. And then the year before that, I did this ad on Amantel. Uh, with Barasi Productions hmm. where I was playing the guitar they called me because they wanted someone who plays the role of a musician so I met this woman Julia who runs the company and I told her I'm coming back next year and I would be really interested in interning for you or doing some kind of work production related you know I'm into films I'm into music I want to do something art related that's really my real interest hmm. uh, and she was like cool you know just let me know when you come back So when I came back, they were doing this huge film production for a French movie. So a big team from uh, France came to Oman and shot this movie called Camelot. And now it's showing in France. Um, so that was a huge production. I was uh, taking care of the cast. So bringing in people, interviewing them, uh, oh, cool. writing their information, taking care of them on set. We had like 20 people per scene that we had to dress and all of that stuff. So that was a very interesting experience. I got to see what the production world is. And you never imagined going into this world. No. It just fell upon your lap. Yes, I had no <laughs> idea. I had no idea this was a possibility. And actually, before this is when we shot the music video for Melanin. 
So okay. I was a bit interested in it, but it was just me and a bunch of my friends yeah. trying to make a video. You know, we didn't really know what we were doing. Everything was tried and error. It's its own thing. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, videographers, uh, Nasr, uh, Nasr al-Rashdi and Faras Shambay. Hmm. Uh, they were also part of the videographers for that. Okay. And it was just, everybody was just trying and seeing what works. Yeah. And that was a very interesting uh, time. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, then this production landed on my lap. I worked for that for two months. And after that, I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I have no idea what's going to happen next. And then uh, another company called 35 Films, they contacted me. Oh, yeah, me. I know them. Yeah, and they were like, uh, we're looking for an art director. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, we'll show you, you know, the, the the main stuff and we can guide you through it uh, in the beginning and we would like you to be an assistant art director. So I was like, cool, you know, let's, let's go, let's do it. Hmm. And that's how it started. Then I worked with them freelance-based for around six months. Mm -hmm. And then since then, I'm just uh, in the production... So what do you world. do now with uh, what do you do exactly in the production world? Now I'm an art director. Wow. Freelance. Yeah. I did not know this. Yeah, I also do styling a bit. Um I also directed the music video for Thanai and Pulse oh. and Soul called You and Me. Yeah, I think I've seen it. Yeah. Why don't you why don't you put it out there like you do with your music? I d so I cool. do. I just don't know what do you mean by putting it yeah, out okay. there? Yeah, you know? okay, like, we know you work in the production world, but we don't know that you're a creative director, for example, and, like, maybe show a little bits of, like, you know, like, this is a cool thing that I did. And yeah, this I post cool. that on my story sometimes. Sh I don't know what else Shikli, to do. I keep missing, I, I keep missing that. I'm too busy on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> how, you know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't give out my secrets. <laughs> as far as anyone knows, I'm not wearing the dish dasha right now. I'm wearing my normal clothes. I mean, my other clothes. <laughs> uh, we're going to go on a quick break. Uh, Liz Wood just joined us. She'll be joining us later live where we'll be talking about um, rescuing uh, dogs here in Oman. So we'll play another one of your songs. Cool. I don't know if you can tell us anything about your uh, song with uh, Raymond, Sunrise. Uh, Raymond is a Sudanese artist mm. and also it was produced by uh, Mosas. So I had uh, a draft or a demo for this track mm. and it was just the guitar and some bass lines and the chorus and okay. he did the rest and it was an amazing collaboration really. Raymond is awesome. The way I used to love you I couldn't recognize The days they mesh together Into a sunrise
104 FM. I noticed that um, there are beats that you usually choose for your song, at least for this EP, is um, not your conventional type of beats. They're very minimalist, sometimes irregular and others. Is that an intentional choice? Yes. Yeah? I'm trying to do something different. And I sometimes don't know what it is. It's just a feeling, you know? Yeah. Um, but for the future, what I'm trying to do is merge between traditional kind of sounds and electronic sounds, mm. electronic music, and with an Arabic kind of twist. Nice. So with the drums, um, my future focus is to have traditional kind of drums with <sighs> like synth. Like Pabla? Yeah. Oh my God, I would love to hear that. Yeah. I'm also intrigued. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've I've always wondered this. Like, we have a lot of incredible... Um, obviously, in, in the Arabic side, we have a lot of musicians. In English, um, we have a few really incredible people, and we all pretty much all know each other. <laughs> yep, yep. And I've always wondered, why do not why not more songs, in, like, incorporate uh, Arabic elements in English songs? Because I find it so cool when... Um, Arabic instruments are mixed with more modern sounds and I really crave hearing more of that, you know, that fusion. Yeah. And I feel you uh, on that. I feel like um it's it's a, a process to find your own sound, you know, as an artist. It takes time to you have to explore a lot of things to actually find what you want to do. Um But also it's a matter of education because we don't really know much of the traditional sounds, especially as chicken nuggets. <laughs> Thank you. Know? you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I always say this is the most chicken nugget station in the nation. Like. <laughs> yeah, representing. <laughs> we need a space. You know? Yeah, it was it was just a matter of time till we took over. <laughs> don't say it like that. Don't say it like that. She said it, not me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe. Um, now, I don't know if this is just me reading too much into it or not, but just based on your online presence, I feel like you have a much lighter, happier presence. Am I over, I'm reading too much into this or have you been doing better lately? Oh, I've definitely been doing better lately. What has changed um, that you can share? Well, I've just been breaking through a lot of uh, kind of things that my brain was used to, in a way. Patterns. So, yeah, patterns. You know, there's a lot of things that we don't notice that we do or that we uh, think about until we get aware, you know, wake up to it and really uh, look at ourselves without any judgment. We have to look at ourselves and be kind to ourselves and listen to what we need and Yeah, it's it's just been a long process of uh, breaking a lot of fears and breaking a lot of things that used to stop me. Like even this interview, I wouldn't have showed up <clears throat> just because I was I would be afraid. But it doesn't make any sense. What am I afraid of? It's mm. just things that are in my mind that I don't know. In a way, they're not very realistic. They're just things that kind of hinder you from your progress. Right. And sometimes we buy into that and we stay there and it just keeps growing more and more and more. Mm. When we just need to look at it and say, why is it there? What happened? What went wrong? And so, yeah. My, it's my own personal belief that nothing, nothing worth having ever comes from inside your comfort zone. Never. Of course. And so if you're 
you're <clears throat> doing something and you're scared and there's fear. I, for me, at least personally, if if something is blocking me from doing something because of this irrational fear, then it's a cue to my mind to do exactly that. I completely agree with you. That's my new approach as well. Yeah. Because if I'm afraid of it, there's a reason yeah. that I'm afraid of it. And it will break me out of so many things when I just go and do it and realize that it's so simple and so human and so... Hmm. Yeah, I, I, straightforward. I, I know you don't know me all that much. Um, in fact, this is uh, we've had a couple of conversations, but maybe yeah. this is more the most in-depth one so far. It just happens to be on air. Um, I'm extremely introverted. The idea of me doing a radio show live is ridiculous. You don't understand how ridiculous a concept that is. I remember laughing so hard thinking that I could do a, a live show. It was hilarious in my mind. I'm like, That's amazing. You, man. <laughs> I was That's like, amazing. do you even know who I am? There's no way. <laughs> I salute you for doing this, truly. But it's, it's crazy what happens when you just go past that fear and do horribly, because I did horribly. Uh, my, first, my first show, I was literally unstoppably sweating of fear and halfway through I had to go and call Talal who was head of programs here and I'm like I hate this I hate this this is horrible I'm never doing this again but I went home and I was like okay that fear is not gone whatever that fear is it's, it's, I haven't I haven't worked it's, it's not worked on and so I spoke to one of the guys here and he said you know for anyone to even call themselves a radio presenter um They should at least go on air five times, uh, 21 times, you know. Sorry, that was uh, Sami Al-Asmi calling. Sami, if you're listening, please call back. Sorry, I was in the middle of a thought. <laughs> um, so I did it 21 days straight up, five, uh, five days per week, every single day. And guess what? I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I you get do to, it really well. Well, thank you. I don't know about that. But what I know is this, that I get the chance to talk to whoever I want to talk to. Like, yeah. imagine if I just randomly called you and be like, hey, do you want, can I meet up with you so I can ask you a bunch of questions? That's kind of <laughs> weird. But I can say, come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I have a bunch of questions I would like to ask you. All right, let's put Sami on air. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. I love it once you put the fade out of pool. Fader, mara, guys. Jahiz. I am not, you know how it is these days. I just, yeah, living yeah. on the edge. <laughs> no, yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah, the floor is yours, Sammy. What's no, up? I heard you guys talking about radio. I have no idea who the guest is, but I heard you talking about <gasps> you, you don't know Wondrous? Going live. This is Wondrous. 25 days in a row. Sammy. No. Sammy, no. this is Wondrous. Wondrous is on air. Hi, Sammy. What's, What's up? What's good? <laughs> I keep running into you, man. <laughs> uh, you cannot run away from me. I wouldn't That's want it. to. Welcome to the show. This is well, my show. Ain't much. nobody listening. <laughs> Abdullah's my Did guest. Did we play any of your songs already? Did Abdullah play any of the songs? Yeah, yeah. I learned from the best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Listen, I know I know you, you didn't know who was on air, but now that you do, do you have any questions you always wanted to ask Wondrous? Yeah. Actually, I do have a question. Wondrous, there is one particular song that I know that is related to death or loss. Is it fear And of death? Was that or is that song related to the loss of Abadi? Yes or no? And if yes, what does that song mean to you? Um, I don't know which song you're talking about exactly. And I need 
to remember it. I don't remember it, but I know there's a particular song that talks about the loss. Okay, if we don't know the exact song... It's okay, I can still answer your question, I think. Um, All right, I'm going to listen to it on air. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for calling. Bye. 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 Okay, who is is Abadi? Abadi is my brother, Ah. who I mentioned to you. Yeah, when you were 14 years old. Uh, when I was 19, 19. actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Abadi is my brother, and a lot of my music is has a bit of him, I think, because he was a big role model to me. And initially, he was the one who used to give me CDs to listen to or music, um, show me different stuff, or we'd stay up at night and watch MTV. Was he older or younger? Yeah, he was older than me by five years. Okay. So, yeah, when I was 19, he was around 23. Mm. Uh, But yeah, I'm not sure what track Sami is talking about. But yeah, there's a hint of Abadi in everything that I do and and the thought of him. Also, I recently went to Switzerland to uh, work with a producer there. Mm. And I wore his T-shirt on the plane just to take him with me to Switzerland because I know he would be very, very proud of that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what did that What did that loss do to you? How did it change things? I mean, it changed everything because before that, I was asleep. I was here, but I was not really here in in the way that I should have been. But also, I was just a teenager, you know. Mm. And there's a lot of. Um, trauma from the past that kind of created all these shields in front of me um, but that was kind of a wake up call and it broke me in so many ways because he was really a friend uh, uh, someone I looked up to someone I could talk to someone who understood hmm. because in my family it was me and him we were the first two kids of the family mm-hmm. and then now I have all these little cousins but at the time there was no kids it was just us hmm. So we kind of took the most brunt, you know, all of the, 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 the stuff, the crap from the family. Yeah. Um, now they're like a bit more meadow. But yeah, I feel like it was a wake up call for everybody. And um, he was very kind as a person. So um, and everybody else around me was not that kind. Mm. But he was this kind of person who was just like, I don't care about what anyone says about me. I don't care. I just want to be happy and this is me and I will be nice to people. You know, that's how he represented himself. And back in the day, it was even more uh, special, in my opinion, to be like that as a guy growing up in this society where everybody's like, oh, no, this is, you know, unacceptable or this is too soft or too, Mm. you know, feminine or whatever. But he didn't really care. He was very... Uh, like he loved my mom and he was very soft to me as well and just good guy you know seems like a great guy yeah so I take that with me you know it's uh, after he died it was just a shock to everybody like hey life is short try to be good and as honest as you can and just be nice people and is that the wake up that you're talking about you said you were asleep and then you woke up I'm, I'm wondering what are you referring to exactly I think there were a lot of waking up moments Hmm. this one was the first one it was like a snap out of it you know look what do you want to do really what do you want to do with your life who are you 
what are you doing with this engineering thing, you know? It didn't make any sense. Ah, it must have, yeah, it's around that time. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just finished my foundation year. I see. And he passed away. Uh, so I, I flew back to Oman and then I had to go back for my first year. So when I was doing my first year, I was not there. I was, you know, that's a different type of sleep. But that's also something that needed to happen yeah. for all the veils to kind of to remove under. themselves. <laughs> yes, yes. How, what, what does the future look like, at least right now? What are you excited about? So many things, really. I have so many plans that I want to do for the, for the community. Mm. And uh, one of them is I'm, I really would like to create a music event, something that we can go to yearly or, you know, every two years. And it's something that we can all share. And Here in Oman? Yeah, like of course, a, here in Oman. Yes. <laughs> like, like a festival, yani? Maybe. Man, that I don't want to cool. share too many okay, things, okay, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm very excited for the future. I have so many plans. I want to just uh, show myself and also show what Oman is all about, you know, what we are all about, this generation, uh, us yeah. coming in the chicken nuggets, you know. <laughs> shout out to all the chicken nuggets. chicken nuggets, man. To all your chicken nuggets out there, especially you folks in Ma'bela. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> my nest of peoples yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you know I always think about it this way it's like our generation particularly it's like uh, in, in many areas we, we we are we are the connection between the how the previous generation functioned and what Gen Z will be will have to deal with yes and yes. so oftentimes our generation is like somebody needs to be the sacrificial goat you know yeah somebody's gotta get slaughtered yep, yep. <laughs> metaphorically of course um but you could find a lot of meaning and purpose in that and paving think, the way uh, yeah it really paves the way for you and the people who come after you because the other the people who come after you will not see it as challenging as you yeah And Hopefully. that's so important. If we did, if we do, if we're doing it right, yes, then they shouldn't be as challenged as we are. Yeah, I think we are. Yeah. I see that, you know, in in the Gen Z, in the younger generations, I feel like they're more comfortable in a way. Man, I'm such a fan of Gen Z. I feel like, <laughs> really, like, Woke. yeah. I mean, I'm very optimistic about Gen Z, and I know not everyone will share my sentiment, but yeah. like, I have a brother who he just turned 18 last week. You know, is like smack the middle of Gen. Gen he's the most Gen Z. All the Gen Z stuff he likes. Like, there's, sorry, bro, if you're listening to this, <laughs> but you're so Gen Z. And when I speak to him one on one. I was not even close to as awake as he is. And um, yes, and I see that too. Yeah. Like at 18, I was a total idiot, like completely. <laughs> <laughs> and so I see that and I see that with his friends and I see the kind of conversations they are tackling from such an early age. And I can see how some might be afraid. Yeah. But I'm very optimistic. I feel like they're asking the right questions. They are. I just hope they don't get too roped into technology. That's the biggest Especially concern. Especially after Gen Z, you know, the younger generations, because now they're just used to having their iPads and their iPhones yeah. and their, you know, and we didn't have that. And I'm not saying that was a better way to grow up. You know, we all have our 
different experiences. It's just that's my only concern is that I hope they don't get too into the technology that we yeah. don't get to see them in real life. Or they don't see themselves. Yeah. Because I, I do hear that. And, uh, you know, they grew up with the devices their whole lives. And you start to build up a persona as well with that, you know, yeah. like based on what you see and not what you are. Yeah. And then oftentimes that to them has a lot more value than yeah. who you are. It's how you present yourself. That is really. Yeah. I feel like that's a risk, not just for Gen Z, even for us millennials and above, you know, uh, it's true. It can take anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess they're more at risk. It's just uh, hopefully with things going on with us doing more it will keep that from happening we'll see i hope so you know i feel like we didn't even scratch the surface if i'm going to be honest with you i swear <laughs> really i agree but at the same time like i hope this is um, just a, a, an opening a door opening for more conversations moving forward perhaps we can do this when no mics are involved Yeah, um, I'd like that. I'm I'm looking forward to what else you would create. In terms of fil- uh, filmmaking and um, creative direction, do you still see yourself doing that moving forward? Yeah, that's one of the kind of end goals for me, is that I want to dir- direct a movie. Like a, a, a fictional narrative, like proper movie? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oman-based? Yeah, inshallah, yes. Yeah. I want to push... Female lead? <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe yeah. more than one lead. Hmm? Yeah. Like real life, you know. A reflection of that. You kind of go into one place and then you see other people and that these people go to other places and, you know, the, what's it called? The, the connection? Six, Ooh, six uh, degrees of separation? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe you're giving up too, you're giving out too much information. Actually, there's already... You never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wondrous, how do you prefer people referring to you? Because I know over the years you've changed how people... Uh, or your handle, so, you know, usually your handle is how you want people to refer to you. Are you Wondrous, are you Fatima, or are you Tutu? <laughs> uh, I'm all the above. Tutu is more for close friends and people who know me in person. You're Tutu now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do, I, do I get the privilege of calling you Tutu? Yes, of course, you, you do. You heard it here, folks. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Uh, I would love to end this show by playing one more track of yours that we have in the system. This was uh, a collaboration with What's Up Nile. Anything you'd like to say about this song before we leave you? I just want to say follow me on Instagram at WNDRSS Music. That's Thank Wondrous you. Music. Yep. Thank you.
lot of things changed. Been through some struggles, pain still remains. 2003 was the year that shook me. Felt so lost till dead and broken. Lied to myself, deep inside I'm speechless. No one can replace all the love you gave us. It tear me apart, bottom of my heart. It's you, Mark, that brought me life from the start. Real, recognize real, I stay positive. Mind full to the point she was noticed. Stuck around, piece of white, pulling magic. Allergic to negativity, I pass it. Still got a score, aiming for an Oscar. Status is checked, y'all better ride Be my mom's son, was a great honor. Cherished every moment, birth to a superstar. Yeah. On the high hills, like I'm hiking with no loss. Yeah. Full fun opportunities come, don't lose hope. Am I lying to myself?